So uh, what are you doing for the for the holidays, man? You having crumb cakes and peppermint patties and eggnog? Well, one, I'm definitely not talking like that. And two, I don't know if we're friends, brothers, or anything anymore. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> the cause and effect. I think we've, you've, we've, you've right. Yep. Good. Good talk. We're, right. we're clearly on the same oh, page. man. Way to start the show. All right. Maybe we can skip that part. Hello and welcome to Cast Royale, the Clash Royale No, that Royale wasn't podcast. the right kind of a hello. That Why? was like a, all right, this was what you did. You were like, hello and welcome to Cast Royale. No, no, no. Normally you're like, hello and welcome to Cast Royale. Hello and welcome to Cast Royale. What do you think of that? I think you sound a, a little bit like the rum ham. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he'd be offended or if he'd be honored. Probably offended. Welcome to Cast Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week, we discuss the CCGS finals, a solid meta check, and potential new features. Bada bada. Boom. Ooh, starting out strong with a boom. Episode 51, baby. Let's go. So what's up, dude? Nothing, man. Glad to be back. Getting ready for uh, the good old holidays coming up at the end of the month. Yeah, the holidays for me are like... I don't know. Like, I, obviously, I love the holidays, but they're, they're, what are they? They're like a double-edged sword. You know what I mean? It's like, you get time off from work, you get to see all your family and friends, you get gifts, but you also have to buy a lot of gifts for people. Right. So, struggles, man. Struggles are real. Struggles are real. I was thinking of one word that describes the holidays, for me specifically, stressful. Oh, I, th- I thought you were going to say expensive. Oh, well, that actually would have been a good one, too. It can be expensive, right? Well, I guess it could be expensive, which leads to a lot of stress. Well, let's do something a little less stressful. Let's talk about Clash. Live, love, and Clash, baby. Let's go. Exactly. So, how was your week in the arena? Week's been... Mm... <laughs> it's that good, huh? I don't know if I want to talk about my week. Why? Well, all right. So, so season ended, right? So. This past weekend, season reset, all of us went from whatever we were back down to either 4,000 or, you know, 4,300 or whatever. I ended the season at Master 1, just above 4,900 trophies. Nice. I got my draft chest, and in the draft chest, no legendaries, but I did get 19 rockets. Ooh. Mortar Mauler, baby, and I am trying to max out my rocket right now. And let me tell you, maxing out a rocket... I don't know if you've ever tried to max out a rare, but it is literally the road of sorrows. It's like never ending. <laughs> yep. The struggles are real. It takes forever. Yeah, it's like it's a true commitment. So I'm um, I'm just not I'm not a fan of it. I have to do it because I love the rocket, but I just don't want to be doing it. No, that's fair. Uh, working on my rocket and I'm halfway through. But like you said, it takes forever. Forever. Aside from that, I'm currently sitting at 4,200 trophies using the Mortar Mauler and the Struggles are Real. I, I got reset back down to 4,300. 
And dude, I've just been losing trophies ever since. I haven't gotten past 4,300 trophies since I got reset to it. You know what? That's really funny that you say that because I also haven't gotten past 4,300 trophies either. And I don't know what it is. Is it the way we're playing? Is it the way that the meta is shifting somehow? Maybe. Maybe it's just, I don't know. I think maybe more people are using the Mortar Mauler so people know how to counter it better. But I don't know. It's just like I can't lock my Mortar onto the towers as much anymore. Yeah, it's definitely getting tougher. And I actually noticed that uh, I've been facing a lot of uh, Hog Rider decks recently. Hog Rider! Yeah, uh, like a lot more than the Royal GG. And I've been kind of having to be forced to play a strategy a little bit differently than the way that I normally play my Mortar deck, right? So what I've been doing, uh, I don't know if I've actually showed you this or told you about this before, but in case anybody wants to know and has never done this before, instead of putting the Mortar all the way to the edge of the arena, one tile short of the river, right, like you normally play it, when someone drops a Hog Rider, I take my Mortar and I put it directly in the center of the map as close to the river as it can go, but the placement needs to be very specific. You hover your mortar around the center and you slide it just so it finally could make a connection with the tower. Because then the hog rider, once it jumps over the river, it has a much further distance to travel and the mortar actually attracts the hog rider. And then now my tower is doing damage. I then drop my knight in between the hog rider and the river so it's next to my mortar so it protects my mortar and then maybe i'll use an ice spirit to freeze it and it's fantastic all the while my mortar is doing damage to the tower oh dude that's so true i never thought you know normally i always put the the mortar right in you know just call it in line with my archer tower right but i never really realized you can pull the hog rider to the left or the right into the middle of the map while still attacking opponent's tower that's a slam dunk dude right and if it goes too far the hog rider ain't going so you got to be really specific with that placement boom but i did have an eventful week in the arena i must say do tell sir well i hit my personal best of 4711 trophies boom that's the first time you've broken 4700 trophies huh that is the first time. And you know what? I was actually able to hover just above 4,600 for quite a while. And once I got it up to like 4,704, I played one more game. I lost. And I was like, nope, I'm done. The season's going to end in one day. I need to finish the season strong, leaving it alone. I'm staying right here. I am staying put. My foot is planted. Exactly. Uh, so right now, currently, I'm sitting around 4,200 trophies. Um, I did wind up getting a Sparky from a giant chest, which was pretty cool. Wait, wait, I got to ask you. I got to ask you. What? How nervous were you during your game to get your personal best? Oh, dude. Like, what was going through your mind? Was it as bad as when you made it to the Legendary Arena the first time? It was probably worse because I'm, I, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like I've just been trying so hard to get past 4,700 that when I went into that last game to try and do it and I knew that I was going to win, I was so excited. And at that point, I was just like, eh, I might as well keep trying. Then I lost the one game and I was like, okay, well, that was clearly a bad, bad choice, Rob. Clearly a bad choice. You can't win them all. Right. Um, also, I finally hit level 12 which clearly made a big difference. Boom, dude. 
a level on your king tower is huge. Clearly, considering that I've just been saying for the last couple of minutes that I couldn't get to 4,700 trophies, and then as soon as I hit level 12, I did. Plus, another bonus, I maxed out my knight. Double boom. You've really had an eventful week in the arena. You were not kidding. I know, dude. And so now I'm, I'm dealing with two maxed out cards, my only two maxed out cards, right? So I have the maxed out mortar and I have the maxed out knight. So clearly those things in combination with level 12 made a huge difference. That's right. And think about it. How many games did you previously lose simply because you didn't have an extra 100 health on your tower? Oh, so many, dude. I can't even count. Couldn't even give you a number. King levels are super important, not just for the health that they have, but also because they make your archer towers do more damage per second, which is invaluable over the course of a match. Well, like I said, clearly it made a huge difference because, I mean, I don't really think that I'm playing that much better over the last two weeks compared to any other two weeks. So, yeah, that was my two weeks in the arena. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And we had a little bit of news happen this past weekend. Yeah, we did. Bruh. CCGS 2017 Clash Royale World Championships. Did you watch it? I watched a good amount of it. I mean, I, I clearly couldn't watch it all because it was like six and a half hours. That's, you know, not long in tournament standards, but long in viewership standards. I watched every single second. Did you? Every single second I watched. Dude, they <laughs> had it casted in like nine different languages. They had it covered from like analysts to casters to just introductions. Did you see the arena? I, I, dude, I couldn't believe... I knew it was going to be good. I knew it was going to be, like, really, really well done. I mean, this game makes so much money, and Supercell really cares about the way that they present everything, really. But I couldn't have imagined that it would have looked like that at all. Bro, the entire floor was a 3D projection screen. Could you imagine if you played, like, The Floor is Lava on that thing? No, I can't. Floor is lava. Floor is lava. Hover. I couldn't even imagine being any of those people up on that podium while an audience is watching me and millions of people around the world are watching me with a giant screen in front of me. Like, I just, that freaks me out. I mean, sure. If you look at the games that were played on any of the other formats, like, the, the, there was no stage bigger than this one ever before for Clash Royale. And if you think back to the, to the CCGS Fall and Spring Championships, it was in like a, it was in a cool looking arena, but it was just like in like a studio. It wasn't like a true arena. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I feel you. This was in a like legitimate arena in London, which of course is one of my favorite places on the planet. Well, since you've been there, but you said that you were super nervous when you were trying to hit your personal best of 4,700 trophies. Could you imagine how nervous these guys were, dude, playing at the largest stage against the best players in the world? For, for so much money. First place got $150,000. Second place got $75,000. I know, dude. And all the way down to the top 16 players brought home some form of cash. And I believe the, the lowest prize was like seven grand. Yeah. I don't remember what it was exactly, but I do know that it was a spectacular event. I couldn't have imagined it would have been as good as it was. I was super hyped for it. The matches were unbelievable. The skill involved by these players and the decks that they brought out was just so amazing to watch. And I couldn't take my eyes off it. Yeah, I seriously cannot wait for them to do this again because I can only imagine that it will be bigger the second time around now that everyone in the world got to see how big it was and how popular it was. 
Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. So huge congratulations goes out to Sergio Ramos for ripping up the arena. Sergio Ramos, and he is a player for Nova Esports. You see, he was repping the, he was repping the attire. It was funny because it was like, it was Nova Esports Sergio Ramos versus Music Master from Sandstorm, which are like the top two clans in the game. And it was like one representative from each at the top, top, tippy top of the, of the mountain playing against each other. I know, dude, it's wild. Uh, and much respect for all the players. Um, and, you know, great job by Music Master. He certainly did put up a good fight. Boom. Before we move on to the next thing, I just want to say real quick, there's one thing that I did not like about the world championship. Can you guess what that is? Oh, I totally know what it is. You sound so confident. Almost eerily confident. Okay, it, it's... Uh, okay, I have no idea. Go ahead. <laughs> you don't I'm know? not even going to try and guess. Nope. <laughs> you, good. I'm, a, I'm, I'm glad you don't know. We weren't there. Oh. Dude. Dude. Could you imagine? Right? I just want to be in London again, first of all. And I honestly... Like, how, how do you go? How do you become one of the people that sits in the audience nonetheless? Like Yarn from OJ was there. How do you get there? Right. Like he just like magically popped up out of the audience and then he was like talking to, who was it? BBXH and Clash with Ash. Yeah. Like, I mean, and I'm not asking Supercell to fly me out or anything. I just kind of want to know how I get myself a ticket. Yeah. Like I, maybe we missed the boat on that one, dude. Like maybe there was like invitations sent out or like maybe there was like, um, like a, a thing you had to sign up for in order to like be qualified to enter. I don't know. I may, I, I have no clue how you'd even show up in the stands. We're doing it wrong, Joe. We're doing it wrong. Can't win them all, dude. Somebody needs to email us and tell us what we did wrong here. Well, Rob, just remember, there's always next time. Right. That's a good point. So that's pretty much that. Uh, we found out that Supercell is going to be releasing a game update coming at the first half of... This month, actually. We don't know when, though. Yeah. Did you see that they were not going to be doing any real sneak peeks this time around? I did. And at first, I was kind of like, huh? But then I read uh, Tim, the community manager's post on Reddit. And after reading that, it made perfect sense. Because essentially what what it boils down to is the last update, um, which was the update that included Touchdown, they felt that they completely overhyped it to the point where when it actually came out, it disappointed a lot of people. From their words, they didn't read the room properly. So uh, I think what they're trying to do is an experiment. Instead of giving us sneak peeks, they're going to go in the exact extreme opposite direction and literally tell us virtually nothing. Yeah, and I, I mean, to be honest with you, I loved the sneak peeks when they came out, and everybody always looks forward to sneak peeks because you think it innately creates hype, right? People see something they want more people see more they want even more but the problem with sneak peeks is that if you put out too much then there's nothing left to be discovered or you know unraveled by the people playing it it's just like oh yeah i knew that was in here let me get it done right and then once it's over it's like a it's like falling off a cliff um whereas if you give a little bit of information or no information you kind of keep it close to the vest people have a whole bunch of stuff to explore people finding out different things from different sources and they're like, oh, I didn't realize that. I mean, it wound up being with the past update, it really wound up being the only things that you weren't aware of before going back into the game were like cosmetic changes. Right. And that's not just for an update, but it's also for like the way that they used to release cards, right? Way back when they used to, because of the way that the game client was, they had to put in multiple cards at a time and release them slowly. 
but by the first day that they come out, you you know what all four cards are. <laughs> you just don't get to play with them until, you know, two and a half months later. But by then, it's like, eh, cool, I, I guess, right? So I think this, just keeping it close to the vest is going to be a good change for them, and I, I fully support it. I mean, I hope it works out better for them. Yeah, me too. I mean, obviously, from, from our perspective, from a content creator's perspective, it's going to make things maybe a little bit more difficult because we're not going to know things leading up to the release, so it's going to give us maybe a little bit less content to talk about, but... It sure will make the episode after the update actually comes out a little bit more explosive because we're going to be extremely excited to find everything that we possibly can. Scavenger hunt, so to speak. As we love to call those episodes, it'll be a monster episode. Right. So we had a couple of challenges this week in the game. Yeah, we did. So the big one, obviously, was the Crown Championship Finals Challenge. Do you want to kind of tell us about what it was? So the Crown Championships final challenge was super fun. And this was like a second round of the previous Crown Championship challenge where the max potential wins was 20 wins. But this time around, it was a little bit different because there were more one-time rewards throughout. And dude, I don't know about you, but I didn't play this one as much as I would have liked to. And I don't know if it was because, like I got to five uh, wins and then I stopped. And I don't know if it was because I exhausted so much energy on the last crown championship to get 20 wins that I was just like not feeling the grind. So I just kind of like just played it for a little bit and then I just stopped. Um, you're getting old, Joe. That could that could be it right here. You're just getting old. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say you're getting old. No, but what are you, what are you really trying to say? <laughs> I'm trying to say I'm trying to say your skills are going down a little bit. Maybe you're uh Maybe your stamina can't hold up to going through 20 rounds of the arena. Trying to 1v1 right now? <laughs> Not right now, but maybe after. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. No, I should, I should tell you, though, I got eight wins in that challenge. Nice. Which brought me to the giant chest, which actually, now that I think about it, that's actually where I got my Sparky from. Nice. So it's worth it for you. I know. So if anything came out of that uh, challenge that was good, it was, I mean, you could kind of debatable, right? Some people will say that Sparky's not good, but it's legendary, so I'll take it. Especially from a giant chest, which is kind of rare. Right. So you want to know one thing that I didn't like originally about this challenge? Tell me. So I think it started on Thursday, and it ended on Sunday, like Sunday morning or Saturday night. I don't remember exactly, but I just remember waking up on Sunday and not being able to play it. Right, it was definitely like in the middle of the weekend. Yeah, and I was a little bit upset about it because I, I didn't want to try and get 20 wins, but I did want to try and get the next like one-time reward that I was mm -hmm. like, may have been able to get. Right. So, but then the more I realized, I was like, oh, well, maybe they just don't want people in the game playing the challenge all day on Sunday because it was December 3rd in London and it was the finals. So they were like, oh, maybe we'll use the weekend to hype up the game, get people in with the Crown Championship Challenge, and then on Sunday, have nothing, because if people go into play, they'll see the push notification to click the link and go watch the, the finals live. I didn't like it originally, and then I realized that that was probably the case, and I thought it made a lot of sense. Yeah, no, that does make sense. The only thing that bothers me about it was I, I don't like the fact that it was Thursday to Saturday or Thursday to Sunday. We, again, we don't remember when it actually ended, but the point is, is that it stopped by the time CCGS was starting, right? I kind of wish they started it on Monday 
Like, why wouldn't they have done it the entire week and get everybody pumped up the whole week? It's not like it's not like you can farm uh, one-time reward challenges. So I don't know. Kind of would have been a good idea, maybe. I don't know. Coulda, woulda, shoulda, Rob. You can't be a coulda, woulda, shoulda. Well, this is why I'm not on the design team. Right. You and I, we're a bunch of nothings. Right. A little bit of nothing. Or a whole lot of something. A little splash in a huge pond. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. Sure. (laughs) Makes sense. Uh, But we did get another challenge. Sudden death challenge. Sudden death, man. Like, this thing... Every time or both times. I don't know how many times. It feels like it's only been like a handful of times that this challenge has been out. Maybe twice. Um, I feel like every time I play it, I just get so much anxiety because the entire game is in double elixir. And I always forget that going into it until it starts. And I'm like, how is this person playing so many cards so fast? You don't you couldn't you can't tell by like the blinking red screen. It's not about the blinking red screen, Joe. Let me tell you something. It's not about the screen, man. It's about being focused on what you're doing. And when I'm focused, I'm not paying attention to things that are not under my control, like the timer and like the red. Rob, to you I say this. You are not focused enough. No, I don't want to hear it. I tried. I lost. And when I lost, of course I lost with three losses in a row. Because I can't just like win one, lose one, win one, lose one, and then lose one. I have to lose three in a row, which is a great feeling. But dude, I just didn't have enough energy to put another hundred gems into the challenge. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand. I mean, this, this challenge is like the edge of your seat kind of a challenge, right? You can't blink and, and be distracted or you lose because you can't make the mistake. You can't let the hog rider get to the tower. You can't be in rocket range, right? Like, so many things you can't do wrong um, that it's like a nail biter. And yeah, I, I enjoy these kinds of challenges. Um, this particular one, I actually wound up doing very well in. On my free attempt, I got 12 wins. Uh, got a ton of gold. Right now, I'm sitting at 125,000 gold, and I'm ready to upgrade my rocket whenever that winds up happening. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, if you make it, if you win that whole thing, you get something like 62,000 gold, I think. And then from the chest, you get 11,000. So that's 74 total, right? Right. So on my free attempt, I went up getting 74,000 gold. I do have a log in the shop right now, and I'm wondering if I should buy it. How many logs do you have? So right now I have two of ten. I am literally nowhere near, nowhere near level four. I would say no. You sold me, Rob. <laughs> D- don't bother. Don't bother twisting my arm any further. You've sold me. Sorry. If you had like, if you had like eight out of ten or nine out of ten, I would say yeah, buy both. But you're at two out of ten. Two out of ten. You'll get more. Don't worry. Save save it for when you need the hundred grand to upgrade something to max boom you need that that's more important i agree so uh needless to say we had fun with both of these challenges um was anything else happening this week or that was pretty much it that was pretty much it all right well we actually have a special something coming up let's move on to our meta check meta check and this week we're doing something a little bit different normally sir devon Lord Christmas supplies us with our meta check each week, but he actually received 
an email from one of our community members who is also in Cast Royale 1 who asked if he could assist with this week's meta check. His name, by the way, is Blue Bomber. So when he asked Devin if he could help, Devin told him, it's not easy being Lloyd. It takes heart. It takes skill, kid, but hey, let's see what you got. And he blew it out of the water. So yeah, thank you so much, Blue Bomber. One, for being a part of the community, and two, for wanting to contribute to the show. We are super, super excited. Rob, this meta check is super different than anything we've ever done before. Blue Bomber decided to take this meta check to the CCGS Finals. And what he did was take the top decks used by literally the top players in the world and see what the meta looked like. That's amazing. So before you actually jump in, I just want to throw out this one caveat that he brings up. Um, and that's to take everything with a grain of salt because some of the decks were technically incomplete because not everybody would wind up playing all eight cards. So the way that they showed it on the screen, you don't necessarily see them if they don't play them. So here's my solutions. I've got a real quick Joey Deluxe. You ready? Uh-oh. Joey Deluxe, people. Let's go. Get ready. When you see that the guy that you're spectating doesn't play the eighth card, you obviously automatically and substantially believe that it is clearly the mortar, and you include the mortar in your meta check. Bada bada, boom. Boom, I like it. That's that's words of wisdom by Joey Bag of Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right, are you ready for the numbers? Could not be more ready. All right, so the first section is called the top used cards. Poison came in as the most used card and the most used spell in the finals with a 62% use rate. Nice. The log was close behind that at a 55% use rate. After that, Mega Minion and Zap both tied at 45% use rate. And after that was the Miner, which came in at 43% use rate, which oh by the way, was the most used win condition in the finals. It sure was. So now what does that tell you about the decks or the type of decks that were used? These decks all used, not all, but mostly used the Poison, the Log, the Mega Minion, the Zap, and the Miner. All five of those cards cost four or less. So that basically tells you that if the Miner was the number one win condition, supplemented by all of these cheap spells, most of the decks played were Miner control decks. Right, and they were all very quick. Very quick meaning the beatdown style play did not get a lot of scene, which segues us perfect into the next section, and it's called Pros Hate the Pump. In the finals, each player had the opportunity to ban a card before the match began. The Elixir Pump was banned the most, 31% of the time. No other card even came close to this high of a ban percentage. The card ended up being used only once throughout the entirety of the tournament. And that's part of the reason why there was a giant fiasco at the end of the tournament, because Music Master didn't realize that Sergio Ramos would wind up playing a Golem deck. Right, because normally you would need the pump to play the beatdown style decks. Right. And most players can't play it without it. And Sergio Ramos said, no, 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 not today. Next up, we have a section called, Is Goblin Hut Meta? During the finals, the Goblin Hut saw use rates of 14%. This may not seem very high, but 
the Goblin Hut was tied for the most used building during the tournament. And it was tied with the Tesla Tower. Hmm, interesting. Talk about use rate galore, what up? Alright, next up, some surprising additions. Some of the cards that surprisingly showed up in the tournament were the Clone Spell, Skeleton Barrel, the Crying Machine, which showed up six times, the Cannon Cart, which showed up 14 times, and Rip Larry, the Skeletons, which showed up just twice. Represent. Represent. My boy Larry, let's go. Dude, Cannon Cart 14 times? That tells me that we don't know what we're doing with this card. I must literally be terrible with playing with it because I think it's terrible, but then I, I, if they're playing with it, it's got to be good, right? You would think so. So it is definitely a surprise. All right, next up, not much love for the Siege decks. The pros were seen rarely playing with Siege decks during the finals. Siege decks only made up 9% of the decks. 6% of that was because of Expos used, and only 3% was because of mortars used. Which is funny because one of the decks that Music Master played had a mortar in it, so I'm curious as to whether just that one game or two games is what made up this 3% here. I wouldn't be surprised. You are right, he did play it twice. And I mean, if he did it twice, I mean, 3% is pretty small, so if he did it twice, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that's true. All right, and last up, the miner dominates the win conditions. Miner appeared to be the clear winner when it came to win conditions. He was used 43% of the time, and the following card after that was the Mega Knight, which had only a 22% use rate. Ooh, that's only half. Just about half of the use rate of the Miner. After that, the Hog Rider and the Graveyard both had a 17% use rate, and then Big Mama Pekka came in at a 14% use rate. Wow. So, Miner is long, far, and way ahead as a win condition choice by the pros. Yeah, now I'm really curious if this meta is going to affect the in-game ladder meta. It might, and you want to know what my re my rationale for the, for, for the miner being the number one win condition is? Hmm. The miner is the only card in the game where the only way that you can stop it from connecting to the tower is if you properly can, one, predict where it's showing up, or two, use something to freeze it or stun it in order to de-lock it from the tower. Right. And, you know, after you practice playing against it for quite a while, you do kind of figure out where it's going to land. But sometimes you definitely misjudge. And I try and defend against that card using my knight or my skeletons, because that's really all I got. Um, but sometimes I put it on the wrong side of the tower. Yeah, and then your knight has to travel, like, three seconds to go attack the, attack the miner. Yeah, and usually that player is going to drop a zap to stop my knight from moving. Right, so I guess at the end of the day, the miner being used by the pros makes sense. It's a high skill cap card, and if you can be unpredictable with it, can get tremendous damage onto their opponent's tower. Bada bada, boom. So those are the numbers. We won't include everything in here, but as always, we will put the meta check into the show notes. So if you want to check it out, if you have any questions, let us know and we'll try to answer them. Boom, and a huge thank you to Blue Bomber, and of course, as always, Sir Devin, Lord Christmas. Double boom. All right, so... Hey, Rob. Hey, Joe. Hey, Rob, guess what time it is? I know what time it is. Do you know what time it is? I, I, I always know when this time is. It's time for Boom It or Move It. Boom It or Move It! 
All right, so Boom It or Move It is a section where Rob and I take things, topics, news, ideas, literally anything, and we boom it if we like it, and we move it if we don't like it. And we explain why. Nice. Are you ready? Ready! So this week we're actually using Clash Royale's official Reddit page where they list out their things that they're either working on or never working on. And there's a lot of different things on this list. So we decided to use the part of the list that were the things that they were either actively talking about or actively working on. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that all of these things are going to wind up in the game, but most of them have potential. All right, let's jump in. Number one, Supercell is thinking about adding a rewind button to replays. The tech is there, but they need to do a little bit more work on it. Boom it or move it. Oh, this is the easiest boom. You threw me a softball to start. I am boom, boom, ba boom in this one, dude. Well, you gotta start off easy and then it ramps up a little bit towards the end, maybe. How many times do you watch replays and accidentally pass what it was that you were trying to look at? Oh, all the time. And the result is having to exit and go back in and start over and put it in maybe slow motion or fast forward until you get to the spot. You have to pause way more than you probably need to to just find what you're looking for. Literally the most frustrating thing in the world, especially when you go back in the second time and you skip it again. Right. I cannot wait for this to be added. I think it was like a year ago where we said this type of thing should be added into the game, and I can not wait. Boom, boom, ba boom. You know what I would really love to see? Tell me. Just a 15 second rewind button. Yeah, that you can just like click 15, go back. Click 15, go back. Click yeah, 15, go back. That would do it. That would be enough. That's all they need. Totally agree. All right, you ready for the next one? Yes. All right, Supercell is thinking about adding trophy level caps. This is a hot topic in the team space, and they've talked about it many times, specifically using king levels as being a card cap. Boom it or move it. Ooh, this actually got way more difficult really fast. I'm not a softball kind of guy, man. I'm like a, I'm like a... You only play hardball. I only play hardball. There's only one way to ball, Rob, and that's hard. I see it. Um, so, I, I don't know. I hesitate because I was initially going to say moob because I didn't want my mortar to be affected because I'm level 12 uh, and it's level 13. But I actually think that overall this would be better for the game, so I'm definitely going to boom it. We have always talked about how there needs to be some sort of way to kind of temper what's going on when you have maxed out cards or, you know, your your king tower is really high. I just feel like this would be a really cool and simple way to do it. Uh, and if even if it messes up with our cards, because we both have maxed out mortars, uh, I think it's better for the community overall. Right. So just to be clear, we are both level 12 and I have four maxed out common cards. So if this got implemented, when I play in the ladder, all four of those maxed out common cards would be level 12s because that's what my king tower is at. Right. But I agree with you 100%. I would take the hit on my own card levels for the betterment of the game. That way people can't overlevel Royal Giants and E-Barbs and make it to way higher trophy counts than they should be at simply because other people chose to level up their rares or epics before their commons. Totally agree. Are you ready for number three? Let's do it. Supercell is thinking about adding the ability to donate legendary cards. Boom it or move it. 
So I think I'm gonna go against the current on this one, dude. Really? I think I'm gonna move this one. No, really? I think I'm gonna move it. All right, well tell me why first, before I, before I uh, jump down your throat. So I think it's like a cool idea. It's like a decent concept, but at the same time, like I, I kind of just like the fact that legendary cards just don't come about that often. And you can buy it in the shop every, you know, so often or whatever, or you get them from, from a chest. I just feel like because there's very minimal amounts of ways to get them, it adds so much more like oomph when you open it up out of a chest, as opposed to just getting them from all of these different angles. And then when you open it up in a chest, it's just like, nah, cool, I guess. Yeah, that's true. I, I Actually, now that you say that, I kind of feel like that I would move it too. But I do say that if they wind up doing this, I don't think that it should be a very regular thing. I think that it should kind of be handled the way that they do Epic Sundays, where you can request Epic cards, right? But it needs to be way less often. Like, I feel like it needs to be a special event for you to be able to request and donate legendary cards. No, I totally agree. So if they do put it in, I think I'd be fine with it. But... It should be very limited. Nice. All right, you ready for the next one? Ready. Supercell is considering adding heroes into the game, which are cards from Clash of Clans. Boom it or move it? I think I'm going to boom this one. I was going to move it, but I think I'm going to boom it. Why? Well, I just kind of feel like it would be kind of cool to have a card that's the next level above legendary, right? Because I would assume heroes would be rarer than a legendary card but i'm assuming also that with a hero to make them different than a legendary card you would have the ability to control its special ability that's what i would think and if they do that that would be exciting and that would change the game in a huge way right so like you choose when it does what it does so like if it has a special ability you control when that goes off right Right, or maybe it needs to, like, charge and, like, get a bunch of attacks in before its, like, special move powers up, and then you press a button, and then you can let it release. Right, but still, it would be the only card in the game, or thing in the game, where you control when it happens after it's been deployed. Right, which also, to me, means that heroes will only ever be troops. Right. If anything, just based on the name, like, what are you gonna do, have a hero bomb tower? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Unless the bomb tower is like a transformer, like Optimus Prime, Ooh. and then it just like starts flying around the arena and does like a barrel roll into the tower. What up? That's what we need. A hero that turns into a building. That'd be so overpowered, and I love it. <laughs> yep. Uh, are you ready for number five? Hit me. Supercell is considering adding... An in-game card ban challenge. Boom it or move it. Absolutely, positively, without a doubt, boom it. No, I agree. Dude, ban challenges are so awesome. You look at the ban format that happened in the CCGS finals, and it was super awesome, right? They are, there are so many other leagues that happen around the Clash Royale scene that are a ban format. And it's so good because it it limits what decks you can play, limits what decks your opponent can play, and just adds variety to deck building. And I I would be kind of curious, I guess is the word, 
to see how it would work in a challenge format. Like, do I get put into a game and then within 10 seconds or so I have to ban a card and you have to ban a card. And then from there we have to like draft cards. Like how would it work? I love the fact that we ban things, but like, how does it happen? See, I feel like to make it a little bit quicker, I think when you press battle, you would ban the card first and then it would match you up with an opponent and then it would just be a draft challenge from there. But they specifically didn't use the word draft with this challenge name, but maybe this is just a placeholder. Right, so if it's not a draft challenge, then are we both sitting in like a a little queue and then we have like three minutes each to build a deck, not using the banned cards and then we fight each other? It seems like it would take a really long time that way. That's kind of why I'm feeling that it's going to be a draft challenge or a pre-made deck. Ah, well, we shall see. But nonetheless, I am super excited to see how this thing comes out. And it is a total, total boom. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready for the last one? I am ready. Supercell is thinking about adding in-game bracket tournaments. Boom it or move it. Ooh, this is a good one. I am definitely going to boom this one. Yeah? Dude, how many times... Have we played a tournament and it's just really hard to kind of keep track of like who's winning and we have a separate, right? When we do our TNTs, we have separate things going on where like people earn points and and Dex always keeps track and that's really hard to do. I feel like with a bracket, you get like the professional schematics of a tournament in your local tournament and that's kind of cool. Here's my question. What's your question? Do you think that it would cost more gems to play in? I think that it would cost more gems to create. That's what I meant. Right. Totally meant that. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah, I think that it would be something where it would cost maybe a little bit extra to upgrade it to like a pro-level tournament. But I I think I'd pay to host those kinds of things because any serious tournament related to this game occurs in a bracket format it's just the way it works yeah no i agree and right now the current state of tournaments is you essentially just play whoever also happened to press play in your tournament so you could face the same person like seven times maybe maybe more a lot more uh and if you're used to getting beat by this person like that's really discouraging like but if you wound up beating them once and that's the only time you ever beat them in the old system, that would still be discouraging. In the new system, you beat them the one time. That's it. They're out. They're done. Right. I just think that the current classic tournament view is just another version of ladder. And a tournament should not be based on ladder. A tournament should be 1v1 bracket type play where you're eliminating opponents and moving past them. And that's it. Right. Now, I hope that they don't get rid of the old classic way. I actually hope that they call it a classic tournament and then the new one would just be, you know, a bracket tournament or a pro tournament. Totally agree. So that's it, man. Successful boom it or move it. Lots of booms and a couple of moves. It's the way we roll. It's how we do. So we got some chests. Just a couple. Just a couple. What do you got? How many you got? So I've got, you ready for this? I've got four. What? I've got a clan chest, a crown chest, and two, count them, two big dogs. So I don't have that many, uh, but I do have a clan chest, a crown chest as well, and a singular big dog. One. 
Ah, oh, no, wait, this isn't cool because that means that I go first. But I guess I don't know if I mind going first this time around because I got two big dogs. So it's kind of like strategic that I go first. Yeah, this is definitely strategy. So we, we kind of need to do it this way. Right. So the little brother never leads is flawed here. Right. Okay. Should I go first now? It's time. All right. I will start off with the crown chest. Are you ready? Ready. All right. Here we go. 622 gold. Nice. Three gems. Heyo. Three gems. That's not so bad. I like that. All right. Maybe this is going to be a good chest. Bringing in, bringing in the big bucks. Hmm. <laughs> so I'm not sure how I feel about this one. 31 bombers. Now, normally, I would sigh and really hate this, but Blue Bomber literally just did our meta check, and it was super awesome. Plus, the bomber wears a blue hat, so it's just like, it's got to be him. Right. No, I agree. That's actually a great point. Uh, in honor of Blue Bomber, we will love the bomber today. Totally agree. Speaking of blue, 42 Ice Spirits. Mortar Mauler, baby. Hey, all right. Eight Rockets, Mortar Mauler, baby. This chest was like made for you. It was made for me, and now I am currently sitting at 225 Rockets of 1,000, so I'm almost 25% of the way through. Ooh, takes a long time, though. Last card... Ooh, one cannon card, and we just talked about it being good. Wow. See, we talk about good things, and they're like, all right, Joe, here you go. Here's a cannon card. Rob, my ch if there's one thing we know about my chests, they do not <laughs> ever go that way. So, this <laughs> so mark this crown chest down in history, folks. It's a good crown chest. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. Uh, pretty good. All right. My turn. You're up. All right, crown chest. 630 gold. How much did you get? 620? I got 622. But who's counting? Me, because I have more. Bet you I get more gems, though. Yep, well, I got two gems. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Spoke too soon. 14, Goblin Gang. Nice. 29 skeleton barrels. What? Oh, skeleton barrels. Mm-hmm. Got it. Throws you off, too. I, I, it's hard, even though I see the card. It's still tough to realize what I'm reading. I mean, in my mind, you literally said 29 goblin barrels, and I was like, how did you just get 29 goblin barrels? Right? <laughs> There's some crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you said what? Well, uh, short-lived, because I got 31 e-barbs. Mm. Supercell has a, a funny way of slapping you back to reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, well, well, okay. I think I officially got a frown chest. Tell me. One heal spell. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been worse. It, I could have been, could have got a, a, a clone spell. It could also be raining, but... Right. It's not. But it could be. Right. Instead, they gave me a heal spell. <laughs> right. I think you'd prefer the rain. <laughs> right. 
Oh, well, it's it's so typical that you would get a really good chest and that I would get a frown chest. Oh, man. All right. I've got a clan chest. Are you ready? I am ready. As usual, 1,620 gold, two mega minions, nah, seven crying machines. Ooh, no. Eight fireballs. Okay. Ten mini pekkas. Nice, dude. Two tornadoes. Nah, I don't know about that one. Well, it's not your chest. That's true. 240 skeleton barrels. See, that threw me off again. It always throws me off. Right. I, I either think you're saying 240 skeletons, which is, you know, that would be great for us. But then when you say 240 goblin barrels, I'm like, no, no, there's no way. <gasps> the graveyard! Yard. Get out of here! Out of a clan chest! Wow! <laughs> All those skeleton barrels and the and the, the they were having like a dance party in the, in the barrel in the air and all of a sudden it's now in the ground, baby. Let's go! You oh well, this is gonna be exciting. I still have two chests! I know! Dude, okay, wait, wait, wait. Before we get too excited, that was ridiculous. Are you ready for my clan chest oh i'm ready maybe i'll get one you need to pull a legendary are you ready i'm ready don't worry joe it'll happen i'm ready you sound so confident well you gotta have faith trust I'm, me trust your I'm, trust your older brother i'm faithing he will never lead you in the wrong direction right and the little brother never leads so that means See? you always have to lead so don't lead me wrong <laughs> I, will, I will not let you down um here we go 1,620 gold, like we always get. Two Valkyries. Nice. Mm-hmm. 28 Archers. Mortar Mauler. Yes! Yes! I will take it. 100%. Seven Three Musketeers. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Eight Musketeers. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of purple hair walking around there. A lot of color, especially if you include the twenty-eight archers. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Ten ice golems. Okay. Kind of high for that card. I'm impressed. Two goblin. Pause. 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 Barrels. Nice. And two hundred and thirteen goblins. No barrel. That wasn't a bad chest. So yeah, maybe you got a frown chest the first time, but your clan chest wasn't too shabby. No, no, not not too bad. I can't really complain. I don't know. What what would be a what would be a bad name for a clan chest? A flan chest? Flan. Like the flan. like the dessert. It's a flan. Nobody likes flan, right? I don't know. It's 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 all flanny and stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way this flan chest works is if nobody likes it. So right. we're gonna so go with no flan one... chest until we come up with a better name. 
so no one must like it. All right. I've got two big dogs. First one, giant chest. Ooh, let's see what happens here. Are you ready? I am ready. 860 gold. One clone spell. Mm, I don't know. So we're not starting off hot. I mean, we started off with a... We started off with an epic, but it's the clone spell. I mean, I think the only worst card for me would have been the heal spell, and you already got that. Right. Yep, I agree. 105 skeleton barrels. That's all right. Ah, oh, come on. 123 e-barbs. Ooh. And 58 crying machines? They couldn't have picked any other rare to give me? You're, you're just getting... It's like pouring salt on a wound. This was like a savage giant chest. This is just like... You want to talk about kicking me while I'm down? I just got... I, I <laughs> Remember we said before that, that Supercell had a really... Clash Royale had a good like a way of just like slapping you back down to reality? So first yep. they give you a legendary, and then they give you 58 crying machines. Yeah. You sound upset. You, you, you wouldn't be upset? Well... I would be. What's a what? What would you call this chest? What's a bad name for a giant chest? A giant pile of poo chest. <laughs> it's exa- yep, that's exactly what this is. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what. Because the little brother never leads, and I would never steer you in the wrong direction. I can see and sense the frustration on your face. You're turning red. You're a little upset. I'm gonna let you do your second big dog in a row. Yeah? Yeah. Because, on top of that, you had to start, right? So I think it's only fair that you go again. All right, fine. I'll do it. I have a magical chest. I, this this one better not be a not-so-magical chest or a tragical chest. I'll be pretty upset. Ooh, I am ready. This is going to be good. I'm excited. All right, here we go. 1,200 gold. Nice. Seven cards. Uh-oh, here we go. 19 goblins. Okay. All right. That's not too bad, I guess. No, it's like right in the middle of the road. 34. Oh my God. 34 <laughs> e barbs. We're not looking too good, man. It's already off to a bad start. 41 minion horde. All right. Eight ice golems. Decent. 16 fireballs. Popular in the current meta. Four Executioners. Also pretty popular. <gasps> no way. The Lob! I got two legendaries! Two! What is happening? Legendaries! What is happening? Wait, wait, so we just went legendary? Oh. Then we went. Then we went giant pile of poo. And then we went legendary again? Have we ever opened up two legendaries on the show before? No, not like that. And then I just opened up two. What a day. You don't even know what kind of day we're about to have. What do you mean? (laughs) You remember I said I would never steer you in the wrong direction? Uh, yeah. I let you go first because I never told you what my big dog was. Well, we never tell each other the big dogs. Right. So what is it? A legendary chest? No. (laughs) Dude, we did it? We are going to do it. We did it. 
It took a year and a half. We did it, and we're doing it. And not only did we did it, we exceeded our expectations. You opened two, and I'm about to open one. Guaranteed, we did it. I don't even know what to say right now. I don't know whether to be happy or sad. <laughs> be excited and ask me if I'm ready. Uh, okay, hold on. I am super <laughs> excited. And Rob, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Legendary chest, here we go. Let's do it. Spinning, 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 spinning. The Lumberjack! Oh, dude! Oh, dude! I can't believe it. We opened up three legendaries. Not only did, wait, not only did we open up three, you opened up two, and I opened up one. You know what this means? Think about what this means. Oh, no. Yep. We got to shut the podcast down. The world is about to explode and we have to shut the podcast down. It's done. I mean, we're going to survive, probably. But we are men of our word, right? Like, we... Wow, I, re I really... Honestly, I didn't think that this was ever going to happen because we don't really have that good of luck. No, our luck is terrible. Today is a fluke. But why don't you explain what you're talking about? So, for the last, I don't know year we've been saying that if joe and i have ever opened up two legendaries one from him and one from me we would end the show that's it we're going home close the curtains time's up punch out so it seems like we need to i mean we can't talk the talk and not walk the walk we said it dude this is like an accomplishment this wouldn't even be like shortchanging this would be like this would be like well deserved. No, I I agree. And now that you put it like that, that's a hundred percent the way that we need to feel about this. I I feel I feel bad that we're gonna end the show, but uh, we'll be back next time, I guess, and we'll uh, we'll have a lot of good stuff for you. Yeah, there's there's always there's always next episode, right? <laughs> right. We still obviously will include the deck spotlight in the show notes. We dubbed the deck Sergio Ramos because it was the deck that Sergio Ramos used. To win the CCGS World Finals, it was a gem of a deck. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a little upset that I'm not going to be able to talk about it. But I can't fret, can't, can't fret over spilt milk. We will include the deck itself, the elixir cost, and a write up on how to play it in the show notes, along with a link so you can just copy it directly into your, your decks. But be sure to check out the show notes so you can give it a ride. And we obviously will pick up with reviews next episode right uh and i guess before we go i just want to remind everybody that our next episode is technically scheduled to release on christmas eve so joe and i are still kind of working out how we're going to record that and if it's going to release on that day or if it's going to be a different day uh make sure you follow us on twitter because that's probably where we'll be saying when we're going to release uh if there's anything going on or join our discord like we always say but we need to cut this short because we opened up three legendaries. That's it. The show's over. I love you, Joe. I can't believe we did it. Stay tuned until next time for another hodgepodge of everything. Hodgepodge of everything. Boom. Boom. Bye. Bye. Bye.